Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Best Life Cafe. I'm Kathy Anella with my host, Tim Poe. Oh, did you say? Did you say my host? Um, that's exciting. I did say. Oh my God! I did say my host. I love that. Now we, you, you know, we talked about that a little bit last night. Just like, like I really appreciate the uh, the bounce that we have and how that. Yeah. We can have these conversations. We've always had these conversations. We've just never had them on air. And so yeah, it's usually kind of fun to share. It was in a hot yeah. tub, but. <laughs> well, we have, we've had lunch a couple of times. So, anyways, welcome That's to Oklahoma. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again. Once again to the Best Life Cafe. And although it may not be morning when you are, we like to start in the morning because I think morning is such an important time to – uh, set your tone for the day. And so we like to get together and talk about these things to bring your best life to you. And I wanted to say that I got so much feedback from last week's show. So if you haven't listened to last week's show, stop right now, go back, listen to last week's show and get on back over here and listen to this one. Uh, I want to thank you for your feedback. A lot of it was positive. Some of it was questioning and a review for us. That's what keeps us in the ranks on iTunes and iHeartRadio, and we appreciate that so much. So I wanted to say that. But what that did prompt for me was to continue the conversation with you on relationships because it's a big subject. And I realized that when people sort of stopped me on the street or sent me a text and said, wow, like, and then I also had a guy who was just like, yeah, but wait a minute, I have a question here, you know, and so one of the things that came up was this, how do I know if I'm in the wrong relationship if I am, you know, in the beginning and they're all cool and everything's good and then they, you know, blast you a year later that, that they're not the person that you thought they were and how do I see these flags? And, and so then I started thinking about the red flags versus the green flags. It's kind of a buzzword, <laughs> you know, right now. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say some red flags are to really avoid? Um... Well, I mean, I think in the beginning, there's these subtle red flags that are more like, you know, maybe constantly texting, but not texting. You know, I mean, I love the texting that are sweet and cute and I love you, I miss you, whatever. But if they're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where are you? <laughs> what are you doing? No, where are you? Where are you now? <laughs> where are you now? Like, where are you now? Like, you know, and even if it's like, where are you now with a heart or a smiley face, it's like, but why? You know, like, so that's just a very small, subtle red flag. And I think that also uh, the, this on the other spectrum, if they never text you back, like hours or days go by. And then it, maybe 38 hours goes by and they're like, oh, yeah, I was busy. You're like, mm, really? Because it takes, what, 40 seconds to do a text message, if that? So that's, to me, a red flag. And, you know, but that's part of a cycle of bringing you in and bringing you out and, they, you know, they pull you in, push you out, and then push-pull makes you just want more. Uh, I also think um, when you're in a new relationship, one of the red flags is isolation. 
And if you start to pull back from your friends and you start to pull back from your social bill that you had prior to the relationship, I just think it's something to look at. Like I get the whole, I just want to be with you and I can't get enough of you. And I just want every second of, you know, that comes from your body, like everything. But real life has to resume and you have to keep that flow and balance of who you are and who you were to make a relationship. So I think that's a red flag. That's just a couple of in the beginning. That it's super important for you to keep your independence inside of a relationship. You know, it is all about being your best self. And if you give yourself all to, you know, your significant other and you don't make time for yourself, you don't make time for your friends, you're cutting out connections in your life, which are really important. You know, like we all help each other get to a certain place where, where we, we find ourselves. Right. And by snipping those lines, you can, you can already tell that there's something maybe not right. If this person requires all my energy and all my effort and isn't giving me, you know, the space to be me, then we have a problem here. Well, you know, it's interesting that I was reading, uh, gosh, I probably have it, a statistic on if you're in this type of a relationship for 10 years, 365 days in a year, maybe that could be that this happened to you 365 times, you know, like, and you multiply that by 10 years and you're at 3,500 or 35,000, whatever it is. And you're like, when you think about being in a relationship with red flags and making you feel less than, and you stay raising the hand, uh, it takes a lot to heal from that because you've just, slapped yourself in the face 150 times by allowing it to happen to you. And I'm not saying they're slapping you in the face. I mean, that, you know, that's a bigger conversation, but you're slapping yourself because you're like, oh, that didn't feel good. That didn't feel good. That didn't feel good. But here I am. Here I am. Here I am. And so, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to unpack here. I think that you get into bigger red flags when it's controlling or a short-tempered person or if you're walking on eggshells walking in the front door or if you're sitting in your car outside waiting to walk in your house because you know that Mm. what you're about to get into is not how you might be if you were just alone, you know? Yeah, that's a yucky feeling. I've definitely been in states where I felt like I couldn't be myself and I couldn't say certain things in relationships, which is obviously an uncomfortable feeling because I like to communicate. And by not being able to be myself, uh, you know, a little part of me died, so to speak. Well, but yeah. And and so, you know, those are those are some things that I always try and look out for is can I be my authentic self? And also, what does that look like coming out of a bad relationship, you know, where you um, get, you give yourself up a little bit, which is fine, right? Like we, we have to go through these, this contrast to be able to see clearly what love is. Because if we know what it's not, then we can definitely tell, like have a better understanding of what it is. You know, uh, uh, so something and so something else that came up, uh, and I want to go to the green flags because, look, I could go so many places, but let's do that first because I do, I want to stay with that. So what are what are the? I like to bring out the best. And this is the best life cafe, and so even though we just tackle like hard subjects that might have a negative side to it, 
the, what we like to accomplish here is to bring you to the green, you know, bring you to the good side. And so some of the green flags yeah. that I was like, uh, honors your boundaries and has their own healthy hobbies. You know, maybe they like to go build things. Maybe they like to go fishing. Maybe they like to golf. Like, like having, like I, you want a partner that has those healthy, those healthy uh, hobbies for themselves. Um, somebody who communicates openly is not afraid to say what they want to say to you. And, and you being the person that wants to hear, that is able to be vulnerable enough to hear it. Cause it might be about you. Like, wow, the way you did this really, you know, struck me. And you're like, Oh, I have to look at that. Like I have to look at where I'm standing in this relationship and how I'm making another person feel. So I think, and then I think spirituality, like being able to look at yourself and then, uh, and ask all those wonder questions are really good green flags. What, what do you think are some super good green flags that make you go, yeah, this we're on the right path here. Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, it's very supportive and loving, right. And it's, um, it offers you space, fertile ground to plant yourself in which uh, offers you perspective of yourself, gives you clarity. Um, it, it can be romantic. It can be uh, kind and compassionate. Um, it's, it's ultimately, I think some, sometimes uh, we, we need to listen to our gut more. Right when it comes down to what's happening inside those relationships, because as you well know, I'm sure, like you get an icky feeling on the inside when something doesn't quite feel right. But we're not good at listening to our body, and so if we don't know that, you know, these are like the red flags or the green flags are signs of what's physically happening to us. Uh, then we will uh, just allow it to pass and move on to the next day. 365 days, 10 years later, you know, we're buried under piles of someone else's crap. So call that resentment festering inside our body. It comes out. Uh, You got to see that, but I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so the green and red flags, it's just, you know, it's just in general, you, you're right. Listen to your body because your body is the wealth of knowledge and it is telling you something's off. This isn't right. And if it's not, and then you're probably completely tuned out with who you are. You know, because when, when you're saying this is right, like you can't deny the feelings of love. Like they're beautiful, they're exciting, they're you know, they take your breath away. Uh, when, you're ha- when you're in a super loving and you're feeling super connected to that person, like it is, there's, it's magic. And any one of us who felt it know it's true. And so if you're only partially there because there's this dynamic that's sort of like a hammer on a table pushing it down all the time, you're never going to get to that that percentage, uh, which you refer to as 92% of our life last night. Yeah, yeah. And what's the 92% again? Tell me. You know me. I was like, all right. So (laughs) I've come up with a theory that everyone is 92% awesome all the time. And then the 8% of the time, they suck. (laughs) And I mean it, like, even me. And I'm when I say they suck, it's like we can be so mean to ourselves, you know, as an artist. Uh, sometimes I get in my studio and I don't like anything I make. 
But guess what? People love it. Mm. And it's just like this negative self-talk that you get stuck in these little ruts. And I know where some of it comes from because I, I have been to lots of different uh, art showings and stuff like that and had people come up to me and were just outright mean. And you're like, wow, mm. thanks for being such a critic here, you know, like, and then those little voices get stuck in your head. And then 8% of the time I have to deal with that guy. But so the 92% of the time is how awesome we all are normally. We are all awesome normally. That's true. Most people. And so thank you for that. I, I wanted to recall that conversation. I think the 8% has to happen in order to grow because I think we only grow through those shitty moments and we grow through the great moments, but we grow. I want to say we glow in the great moments rather than growing. Like it's like we glow in the great moments. If you can see it in people's faces, like I had someone tell me last night, I don't know what's happening here, but there is a glow about you that I didn't see. Obviously I'm not working a hundred days in a row, but I was like, yeah, like I walked around this week in my life busy, doing a lot of things, but every day I said, I'm happy. Like, I'm super, super feeling good and happy in my life. For the first time, I feel like in a really long time, there's a contentness that I haven't felt. There's a peace that I haven't felt. And I don't know where it's coming from, and I believe that it has a lot to do with my self-care and my awareness and looking at my life and where I've been, what I, where I'm going, and really concentrating on that. So I think that that was a really big part for me. I was like, wow, to be aware of feeling good, to be aware that you're happy today. It's huge, right? It's like, a big deal. And it sounds <laughs> like you're working on that self-love, which is, you know, like part of that is having intention, setting your intentions for the day. And and staying in alignment with those. And so that's a really exciting thing that you are um, achieving that, you know. And it really works. And one of the one of the things that somebody asked and, and we can touch on this now, it was that, okay, so you're preaching self love. You guys are saying, you know, you just need self love and you're good. How do I self love? And it's a big picture. And so I wanna, you know, push that out to you. Like, I had to really stop and think about it, but I'm curious if, if someone said to you, hey, Tim, how do I do it? What do I do? Well, all right. Where do we begin? Here, how about right here? So, uh, <laughs> and go. Self, self-love is not a swift process, right? It's a journey. Uh, and it's also like a muscle that as you practice it more and more, you become stronger and more able to see these uh, changes that need to happen for your greatest growth. So I watched a TED Talk um, by an uh, author named Jen Oliver, and the TED Talk was How to Love Yourself to the Core. And she's mm. talking about self-love, and she says in the conversation that we need to do the inner size before we can do the exercise. She later goes on to say that um, we diets don't work, Love does, and she's talking about how our stress levels, the things that we tell ourselves, cause us to harden our arteries because of the cortisol levels in our body. And she also then says that we can soften our heart by offering nice emotions, peaceful sayings to ourselves, 
which open us up and allow us to um, settle in. So on average, we have over 70,000 thoughts a day. 90% of those thoughts are from the day before. And 80% of those thoughts are negative either towards us or towards someone else. So this is, this is a really interesting thing because I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Masa Imoto, but he is a pseudoscientist who wrote <laughs> The Hidden Messages in Water, and he did an experiment with three cups of rice that he filled with water. And on the first one, he said, thank you, for a month. And on the second one, he said, you idiot, for a month. And on the third one, he did nothing. After a month, the first one, had fermented and was giving off this glorious aroma. It was very sweet. And the second one had turned black, like absolutely black. And the third one was rotting and it was like turning green, but it was very interesting because you and me and everyone else that's listening to this podcast is 70% <laughs> water. So what wow. does this mean wow. about the things that we tell ourselves? If, if, if a glass of water can pick up emotions, then what happens to you? And, and what color water are you? Are you that sweet aroma or are you this, you know, black cup that is well, I, just full of darkness? I think what's interesting about that particular experiment is that the one that got nothing turned black. Like, so you can't, like, isolate yourself. So we're, we're, we're all in this together. Like, you have to live life, and you have to live life with people, you know. And so I think that that part's really interesting. I saw a similar study on Facebook where in a middle school they had plants in a glass, and uh, the students were required to walk by and say loving, beautiful, complimentary, you know, feeding somebody's soul messages to one glass area with the plant in it on the other one you were supposed to they basically bullied it you're nothing you're a piece of crap da, da, da. and in about a month's time that one plant wilted they got the same amount of water they got the same amount of attention as far as like from a foliage plant base yeah and the other one thrived the other one thrived and so then you're just like okay well it's so obvious that we need feedback and validation and attention and compliments and especially from your partner if you're living in a relationship where you're being broken down rather than you know built up it's eventually you're going to wither and that you know goes back to the not being able to speak in your relationship or god there's so holy lord there's a lot to unpack here yeah no definitely but i but but back to the self-love uh what I think, again, the most important thing is, is, is my respecting my boundaries for myself. This is something that is I can't accept. That's a very important one. This is something I can accept, being aware of what that is, and then staying true to the boundary and being able to speak up because connection is about communication. And if you're in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship where you have sort of professed, especially marriage, I'm going to be with you forever. Like we have rings on our finger and we have walked down that aisle and we have made those vows together and thick or thin, we're together. So if you're in a relationship for those years, many, many years, and you're married, 
work it out. Like sit down and communicate and talk to each other and, and see where those conversations can go. Because I promise the minute you're vulnerable with your feelings with another person, you're going to know what kind of person they are. Because they're either yeah, going to be and like, also, you're safe with me or you're not safe with me. Right? And don't be afraid to seek help outside of the relationship for that. You know, And I'm, I'm not talking about calling your friend and being like, oh, my God, my husband's a dick or whatever the case may be. But like professional help. <laughs> because I've watched, I've watched some pretty miraculous transformations through good therapists and um, counselors in relationships for people. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One of the things I wanted to just touch right here real quick was um, there's a movie called The Story of Us. It's a very old movie with Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer, probably 25 years old, maybe more. And so in it's a story about a family, a husband, a wife, two kids, and the demise of their marriage and how they try to stick it together and and. It's in, I don't want to give the story away because it's, if you're in that situation at all in your life, it's highly worth watching. Uh, but one of the things they do for connection, which I have stuck through, I wrote about it in my own book, I still do it with my adult friends today, was highs and lows. And they would go around the table at dinner time. There was no cell phones at the table. And they would say, tell me your highs and lows. And so each person has a turn. And what happens is you learn about that person's highs and lows, their struggles for the day and what really made lit them up today. We always said start with the low end with the high. My granddaughter used to go, okay, well, my lowest, lowest, lowest low, <laughs> she would like step up the ladder with her lows and we'd be like, just one low, you only get one. But it's interesting <laughs> because if you, think, if you think about your day and you think about, it's like going to bed with the gratitude, you know, like going to bed and saying like, what was the best part of my day? Wayne Dyer, we've talked about this before, we'll say, Roll those around in your head. Let the bad go. You know, just acknowledge yeah. it. What did I learn from it? And let it go. So I just wanted to, to offer that as a tool for, for families who are wanting to connect. I also learned more about my kids than any other time in their little uh, small adult lives because they were honest. They told me. This was that. Somebody, somebody pulled my skirt up today. Somebody, you know, took my book or whatever it was. It's, it's important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, in, in along the lines of self-love um, with that exercise, like I think something else that is uh, maybe underrated is forgiving yourself, like mm -hmm. allowing you to, to accept an apology from yourself and say, I'm really sorry that I did these things or whatever caused you pain or someone else pain. And uh, chalk it up to a learning experience and, you know, move forward with uh, gratitude and grace and let, let it go. Because those, those kind of things don't really serve us sometimes. And I know, like I said, that 8% of the time we can be real cool to ourselves. Um, even if we do have a practice of self-love, you know, but forgiveness is key. It is really... Well, I heard this. I heard this thing this morning, and and one of the things was Gabby Bernstein, and she said uh, in regards to those thoughts that we have, those negative thoughts that we have, uh, the first thing you do is forgive yourself for the thought. Like 
as soon as the thought comes into your brain, you know, like whatever it is, you're just like, oh, Kathy, I forgive you for having that thought. And then you move to the higher thought immediately. And you have this moment of time where that's where you get to, you know, sort of sharpen your choice points because you have a choice on how even what goes into your brain. I mean, sometimes there's things that, you know, longing or, you know, certain feelings in your body that you can't deny. But but it's like you've got a critical choice point here where you're just like, I don't have to think about this right now. And it's really training your mind to go, eh. You know, what's my higher thought? What's my higher thought? What's my higher thought? And right. the higher you go, the higher, the more energy you're putting out there, and then the energy is coming back to you. And then it becomes being really aware of what feels good, what's good for you, what's making you, you know, feel alive and joyful and happy. And, you know, I, and the other thing I wanted to just say to relationships is, you know, focus on the simple pleasures. And one of the other things that I also wanted to share was coming into relationship conversations with softness. I think there's a lack of softness in because we're both sort of going, but, but, and I want, and you, and this, and that, you know, and it's like these daggers being thrown back and forth at each other. But what if you just came in with this, like, how can we fix this? Yeah. Regardless of what I did, regardless of what you did, how can we come together and fix this? And maybe letting go is what we have to do. And, you know, and, and be okay with this just laying on the floor. Like Tupac says, there's a little bit on the floor and keep on moving, sister. <laughs> yeah. Well, leaving. here's a question. Having to have, yeah, that conversation. Where does that defensive nature come from in us? Where in inside of a relationship where we get mad at one another, like the person that we're supposed to love the most, where does that, where does that stem from? And I, I, I know you might not have the answer because I don't really either, but it just uh, was, you know, made me think. Wonder question. It's a wonder question. And I think, you know, my, I know where my defensiveness in my relationship came from because I was always being put on, like, why didn't you, where are you, what did you, who were you, why were you? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? You know, like, bleh, and you're just always like, I did it because, I did it because, I did it because, and you're like constantly in fight or flight. So I think in those real toxic relationships, that is just a given. You're on the defensive because you're always trying to meet the bar so that that person isn't wreaking havoc in your daily life. And I know a lot of people feel yeah. that way, and you kind of move, you, you have to, you know, maneuver yourself. But But the other part is, do we know ourselves enough to know, this is a defense mechanism, you know, I'm defending myself, or this is just who I am. Yeah, and right. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question, and that's why I asked it. Um, well, we don't wonder on that so, one, you know, but another thing that somebody yeah. came up with on a question was, uh, so why did you stay? <laughs> If you're like, you know, relationship 101 and here you are, you know, telling us, you know, again, it's always like, you know, practice what you preach, but uh, why did you stay? And I, and I, I mentioned last week, I've been doing research on that uh, for my book, which BTW, I have written every single day this week. And it's really, I really have to myself you. for that. I know. I really just got up in the morning and said, right, even if it's one sentence, I am writing. And so that's really an important thing. But one of the things 
that keep that happens in these relationships is called trauma bonding. And they're starting to do a lot of research on what trauma bonding really is. I'm going to sort of define that for our listeners. And what that is, is if you feel stuck and powerless in the relationship, but you're trying to make the best of it, that's trauma bonding. If deep down you know there are moments you don't even know if you like or trust the other person, but you can't leave. Uh, if the relationship is intense and complex and involves a promise, I promise things will be better. I promise when I get a job, things will be different. I promise I'll marry you one day. Trauma bond. You know they are sometimes abusive, but you focus on the good in them, right? Like, so you know it's wrong, but you're focusing on the good. Or you think you can somehow change them so that they aren't emotionally, physically abusive. And what that does is puts you in that place of, I can fix this. And so you're, you're, it's a trauma bond. And I remember, I won't mention who, but somebody very close to me had left a relationship like this. And for four days, she felt like she was withdrawing from heroin. Like she said, it was so hard for me to not have contact, even though I knew it was the most unhealthy thing for him. And unfortunately, she couldn't withstand and had to like still stay in the cycle because it is that intense. So I would just say, look at the sign of what that is. If any of those ring true for you and just start being more aware of what in your relationship. So had I had some tools and known what I was doing, maybe I would have saved myself years of, of bullshit, but you know, we're all in our own time frame. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to get a good book out of it. So that's, we are. And that's true. I hope. You know, writing is a very yeah. interesting process. Um, it's caused me to have a lot of dreams that I don't really want to be having, which is interesting. Oh. That's such Well, probably, yeah. probably because you're digging up the past a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. dredge through it and you'll come out clean. That's all I can say, you know. And one day at a time and just keep your head up, girl, because you got this. I believe in you. Right. And so then the other question came, so why did you stay? Okay, how do you leave? Like, how do you make these big, bold changes? And I am not encouraging anybody to leave their relationship. I'm actually encouraging people to stay in your relationships and work through them if it's feasible. After you've looked at the red flags, after you've seen some of the behaviors that, you know, we've brought to your attention. So I'm not advocating that, but it was like, how do you leave how do you make a change in general? How do we make these big changes in our life? You know, which is going to lead into well, next week's show is like, how do we make big, bold changes? Well, I'll tell you what, they're scary as hell. When you have to make that decision, you know, to quit a job or leave a relationship, it feels scary. It feels isolating. It feels like you're alone. And, you yeah. know, because we crave, connection um and you're ripping away from that connection and it's it served you to some extent for whatever reason or in whatever capacity uh so it it can be terrifying but like we talked about last week that growth that comes from it the healing the love the um the self-love, you know, which gets to be recultivated and introduced back into your life. If you are in a bad relationship or if you're in at a bad work scenario, you know, that change is the only constant 
ever. Every single day. It's never the same. Today, this, this moment right now is the only moment that will ever be like this in existence. And I mean, so, honestly, change, change is the most thing you can count on. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was younger, I thought that all of me and my friends from, like, grade school were going to hang out for the rest of our lives. I, I <laughs> talked to two of those friends. You know what I mean? And they're my best friends, and I love them much. Shout out to Emily and Drew. What's up? But, oh, uh, those were, your, were those your, like, younger kids? Those guys were your friends when you guys were young? Yeah, we I went to St. Mary's that. together. Oh, my yeah. God, I love that. I am also still friends with many people from middle school and high school. I just had to have a unique group of people that we still connect. And I think, gosh, you know, that, that's an awesome thought, to be able to know somebody for that long and have that connection. It's lifelong, and it's, it, there's nothing more beautiful than having a lifelong connection that you can trust and be around and feel silly in yourself. Wow, that, I did not know that. That's so freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but and you one know, of the things they, about, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, they've seen me at my highs and my lows. You know, they've been there to help mm-hmm. me through situations and scenarios and bad relationships. And, you know, it's been a really great bond. It's a nice, it's nice to have people like that in your life. And I hope that everyone has someone that they can trust and um, that believes in them and stuff like that. And if not, we better evaluate our friends. <laughs> Evaluation in progress. Uh, but that's true. No, I think that uh, I'm blessed with some of, you know, that's what I was analyzing my life the other day because, you know, I'm an overthinker. Uh, I was like, gosh, my career's going so good. Like I can't even, it's just like, woo. And my health is really in a place where I've really, besides the exercise piece, which I'm really struggling to get back, I'm really just only hiking and paddling right now. I'm not doing weights or going to the gym. But it's like my health overall, I feel good. I trust my body. I trust my immune system, you know, and I I feel confident about that. And then my uh, social circle, friends, what I do for, you know, fun, and I'm just blessed with the best people who like to go out and have a good time and giggle and laugh and play and and family that loves to be around each other. And so I'm really great. And then the other piece is like romantic relationships. And I'm like, "Eh, well, not so good in that area, but not even not so good, but more like uh, I'm not interested. And it's not from a lack of suitors. It's from a lack of gosh, I wish I could be attracted to you. I wish I could say yes. I wish I, you know, because if I was feeling it, I 100% would. But for some reason in that area of my life, like the universe has been like, pause. Like this is where you're concentrating. And, and then for me to shout out, wow, I'm so happy, and it has nothing to do with a romantic relationship is a pretty good place to be. So I just kind of pushed that piece to the side and said, happy summer, Cassie, because it's going to be fun figuring out all that, you know, like just go do your thing and have a good time. Yeah. And, and you are actually in relation with yourself right now. You're, you're yeah. finding yourself again. And that is the most important relationship. You know, that's what that self-love piece is all about is, you know, love yourself because as we talked on the last podcast, you can only meet someone where you're at, vibrationally speaking. So if you're in, if you don't love yourself enough and you like allow someone into your life 
they're probably going to meet you at that same place where they don't love you enough or you're trying to make yourself complete with this other person. You got to be whole before you get the whole thing, you know, like that's so important. Um, And it's not super easy to do. Like I said, self-love is a journey, but it's one of the most gratifying things to uh, liberate yourself and, and realize that you, you can do a lot by yourself and you don't necessarily need someone there to uh, walk you through all these things. Like, um, yeah. And then you're in, you're in alignment with yourself, which aligns with that other person out there that's aligned with themselves. And then you come together and yeah, that's, that's how it's going to go down. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I actually have this saying that says when you get where you're going, uh, your love will appear. And so, you know, just if we can be patient enough, and I mean, obviously, I know we have these urges as these, you know, uh, creatures of love-making capacity. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, those kind of suck to go without for a little while, but, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, a little sacrifice goes a long way. in connection. Affection. Yeah. Touch, connection, hugging, kissing you know, caressing, cuddling, those are huge pieces of comfort and joy. And so, you know, I can can say that uh, in the end of my relationship that was, you know, that one, uh, there was none of that. You know, it was a pet goodbye, a pet hello, uh, please, you know, keep your distance because we were so disconnected. And so it's about mm-hmm. connection. And one of the things I heard that I thought was really a cool saying, it was said, um, bring in the light. Okay. So like, think about your relationship instead of trying to conquer the darkness, right? Ah, let's fix. Just bring in the light, shine the light on the two of you. And if you have kids, go have date night, go get to know each other, find out, is this something that we want to spend the rest of our lives doing? Cause the one thing about living your best life is, that I've learned is stop wasting time. It, you know, if you're not growing together and going together and have the same goals and you feel like that person has your back and you feel like this is the one, then grow on. But if you, you know, either grow or go, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, and I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not advocating anybody leaves their relationship. Full disclosure. I am not a medical doctor. I am not (laughs) a psychotherapist. I am just a person who wants people to Uh, live their best life. And it brings me joy. If, if, if my, you know, I told you this like not last night, if my situation or my experiences can bring, you know, and by the sharing them can bring another person joy, then that brings me joy or get, can bring another person clarity or can bring somebody wondering about, like, I really need to look at this. Or I really need to feel about this. Or I really need to talk about this, you know. Uh, then that brings me joy because it's, it's, it's all not in vain, you know. All no. not in vain. So no, bring in the light. And it, it really, try to conquer the darkness. Yeah, but yeah, bring in the light. That's right. I'm all about it. Let's bring more love to the situation and scenario, you know, and uh, – Blessings on all you out there that are in struggle, and may you find your way because you deserve it and you're worth it. And don't forget it because otherwise I'll be mad at you. I'm going to come find you. I'll hunt you down. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) 
Okay. Well, anyways, we are coming to a close. Tom is of the essence. I appreciate you. I appreciate our listeners. I appreciate the feedback. Uh, it, it makes me excited to have these conversations in, in hopes of just helping one person out there feel better today. So thank yeah, you, Tim, for absolutely. your time always. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. I really enjoy this. And, you know, as, as usual, please like, subscribe, review. If you have comments or questions, feel free to ask because we would be glad to answer them. And thank you for helping us make today about you. So, and. Yeah. Go to the Best Like Cafe Facebook page because I am going to and Instagram. I am going to start social media, uh, bringing those to light. <laughs> oh, and also we want to we have an announcement that we have a new logo that will be right. going up very soon. So if you see the Best Life Cafe change a little bit, just know it's getting better and better because the better it gets, yeah. the better it gets, the better it gets. They'll be looking for that ocean. They're like, I am so confused. Like, where's my ocean? And the only reason I used that picture way back in the day was because for me, uh, looking out at the ocean was, was my best moments, like having those moments of peace and clarity. Okay, so much love to everybody. Have a blessed day. See you next week or hear you next week on the Best Lab Cafe. Bye. Peace.